Hey everybody, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast. Uh, it's fantastic to be with you again after uh, the fabulous Jenny, co-guest uh, hosted the last podcast for me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed those with Simon Norrie. But I am back with a vengeance today and I am delighted to say that I'm joined by uh, Raghu Viswanathan. I'm sorry about the pronunciation, Raghu, I'm sure I've done that no uh, service at all. Um, from a company called Capillary Technologies based out of India. Um, so Raghu's actually calling in from Bangalore today, which is fantastic because it's our first Indian guest that we've had on actually based out of India. Um, and we're going to be talking about OKRs in a socially disconnected world, which we are all finding ourselves living in at the moment um, around, around the globe for the reasons that we've discussed previously. Um, but first, Raghu, tell us you know, a little bit about yourself and Capillary and what you do there. Sure. Uh, firstly, good afternoon, Lawrence. Um, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. It is exciting to do this podcast with you, and it's a great topic. Uh, a little background, you know, my name is Raghu Vishwanathan, so you got that nearly right. <laughs> yeah, I, <not> too bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I come from the south of India, currently based in Bangalore. I have a little more than 12 years of experience in total in client servicing, analytics, entrepreneurship, as well as sales. Started off my career incidentally as a software developer, although I must admit, I remember very little of my uh, coding skills, if, if any. <laughs> uh, been with Capillary Technologies for about four years now. It's been, it's been an exciting four years. Spent the first three plus years in customer success, managing our South India and subsequently our Southeast Asia businesses. And the last seven to eight months, I've been playing the role of chief of staff for the company, mm. which essentially means, you know, working with our leadership team and defining our strategy and business design. Right. And uh, uh, Capillary, for those of you who might not know us, is is an Asia-based SaaS provider of customer engagement solutions, right? And what this means is that we work with several multinational retailers and brands, and we've been helping them address their customer engagement needs over the last 12 years or so. And, and most of our presence, uh, about 99% of our revenue and presence is in Asia, across India, Middle East, Southeast Asia, and China. We've been, we've been well covered in... Uh, Forbes, Fortune, and Forrester over the years recognizes a Gartner cool vendor. And there also incidentally happens to be an HBR case study on us. So, so yeah, I guess that's the summary, Lawrence. Fantastic. So really interesting um, background then. And you, you said Capillary is about 12 years old, is it? That's right. Fantastic. And um, so... Obviously, you guys use OKRs within the organization. That's what we're here to talk about today. Um, when did you first come across OKRs? Uh, so, you know, I think we first came across OKRs or started using it last year uh, in the beginning of 2019 is, is when we first uh, tried using OKRs. Uh, you know, back then we actually used a combination of OKRs as well as uh, you know, some of our traditional goal setting methodologies that we were already used to. Mm. So that's when we started. Okay. Um, so coming up to two years with them now then. Uh, that's right. That's right. Okay. So what was it about OKRs that kind of piqued your guys' interest? You know, why did you decide to go for that OKR approach? Right. So for, for me, I think there were three main reasons for this. 
number one a, a lot of the traditional goal setting methods are about the end outputs or targets right the the thing i love about okrs is that they force you to think through the hows of meeting an objective uh, before the execution quarter begins and dependencies hence are also called out ahead of time number two it it creates better alignment on what is really important to the company and cross functional collaboration becomes much better because of it everyone understands how their work is contributing to the overall company objectives so that obviously helps and and the third thing is is the way the okr process itself works it is essential for you to have regular check ins to understand what is on track and what isn't hence you are able to identify risks early on and problem solve for them right versus being surprised at the end of the quarter when it really is is too late to do anything about it hence mm. i i think converting to okrs for us was literally a no brainer and we kind of experimented with it i would say last year but we've kind of switched uh, you know to a like more fully on kind of mode uh, this year in 2020 right and and how um engaged are the rest of the team then in in the okr process so it 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 covers definitely a large part of our organization especially you know uh, i would say leadership in at least one or two levels down in terms of uh, in terms of managers and uh, yeah i i just think that you know last year we kind of experimented with uh, trying it uh, trying it with primarily the leadership team seeing how how that worked for us and once we realized the value of actually uh, how the okr process works i think it was you know it it was kind of like a, a, a an obvious decision to roll it out to the rest of the org as well so which now we've been adopting okrs kind of pretty much org wide i would say for the last uh, you know 6 7 months hmm that's great so as we mentioned then you guys are you're based in india um it's interesting for us because we've noticed actually that our listeners have kind of been growing in india recently which has been quite uh, interesting to see from the the stats that we can pull in from the podcast um have you noticed that okrs are becoming more popular with indian businesses yeah namaste to all the indian listeners <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and uh, yes uh, you know oh yes definitely i think more and more companies recently specifically startups right are are realizing the value of okrs i think mm. while the initial influence might have come from the west it definitely helps to have had indian companies such as you know flipkart and ola which is you know these are some of the poster boys of the indian startup ecosystem and uh, some of these companies adopting okrs has definitely helped and i feel this trend is only likely to continue in the years to come as mm. you know more and more companies realize the value of having okrs i think which is which is exciting times ahead Yeah I I completely agree um and you know is it something that you often see there's that kind of lagging period between what happens in in the states and europe maybe and then a couple of those key players start to pick these things up you mentioned flipkart there and then everyone else follows suit is that quite a traditional way for things to inject the the indian market yeah uh, obviously and I, i just think you know with uh i think the the kind of uh the multinational companies that we have today and and you know as they uh, kind of expand operations into countries like india uh, yes. I, i'm sure everyone knows you know the google story for instance right so i think that that influence definitely i think that there is a little bit of a 
uh, a, a lag in terms of adoption of some of these best practices but uh, we're seeing that definitely more and more and, and it's it's exciting that a lot of indian startups and uh, companies here as well are adopting okrs now absolutely yeah and and you know once that starts to happen they'll become really widespread which is is great and obviously you're in that tech world you know you can see the startups coming through and and start to influence those yourselves as well which is really exciting um you mentioned then when you were doing the introduction raku that when you kicked off okrs back at the start of 2019 you had kind of two different um goal setting systems working side by side okrs in the more traditional form did this cause any sort of confusion within the organization um so uh, yeah earlier we were used to i think a more traditional form of goal setting and in most cases the way it would work back then is that we set goals at the beginning of a quarter and review performance against those goals at the end of the quarter right with with really no kind of review mechanism during the quarter itself to see what what's on track and what isn't uh, so in 2019 we did experiment i would say a bit with okrs at least at a leadership level like i mentioned since we had heard good things about the way it works uh, from the ecosystem and and we still did continue with the traditional goal setting process for the rest of the organization right so um thankfully for us i don't think this caused much confusion since it wasn't really the same employees using two different measurement systems we only had a small group of employees try okrs last year and and once we saw the value of how okrs worked we decided to roll it out worldwide in 2020 okay so that's now the only system being used then is it that that's that's correct okay good um so what was the more traditional form of goal setting that you were using before okrs came along then so i i'd say we we primarily used a combination of kras and kpis right. um and uh, uh yeah I, i guess the the big gap i guess back then was you know you 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 knew what you wanted to achieve right you knew what the the end objective was but i think we spent very little time in detailing out the hows of achieving a certain target or an objective or calling out any kind of cross functional dependencies so i think that's that's been like one really big change that's worked well for us uh, this year hmm. and do you still think that um that traditional form is the most common in india you know do you think it still has merits for some companies or is it time for everybody to embrace okrs um so i, I guess you know uh, it, it depends it de- depends really on what the the company is is comfortable with um as in in india companies definitely use a combination of different forms of goal setting Hmm. while many of the big companies might still be using traditional forms of goal setting and i just i, I think change management might take a little longer there but yeah. like i like i mentioned earlier i think uh, this is definitely i feel likely to change in the next 3 to 5 years right as as more companies realize uh, how how this works and and word gets around uh, regarding the okr methodology absolutely so you mentioned that for capillary um this was in the research call that you had with Jill um one of the key parts of the kind of OKR framework that really works for you guys is cross functional OKRs that you can start to put into play once you'd roll them out through the rest of the organization um can you tell us a little bit more about how that works within capillary 
sure and i think this is a this is a very interesting question actually uh, you know excited to kind of discuss uh, cross functional okrs in particular you, you know with the okr process you you start the process by defining what the biggest priorities for the company are and once the company objectives are identified and, and there is uh, agreement internally there is there is usually a healthy discussion among key stakeholders and how we go about achieving these objectives right so uh, hence cross functional dependencies come out quite clearly right at the beginning and and this is the beauty of okrs right it it inspires collaboration right at the beginning of the process for uh, you know for example right if if i were to kind of take an example here um let's say we have a company okr around customer delight and uh, the overall okr owner might be somebody from cx uh, customer experience mm. but but the uh, let's say the owner has identified that for 90% of his or her customers to be uh, happy the mm. the the product team needs to take a, a kr around uh, making sure there's a blue button on the product instead of a red button right and and the you know the the product team then subsequently calls out a key result on the engineering team to help develop a blue button on the product and and i think you know and so on and so forth right and and the beauty is that there usually is alignment across functions since everyone understands that the company objective is customer delight and they have visibility into how they're kind of influencing that company objective so uh you know i think we do have a long way to go in terms of our okr process but it's it's a great start for uh for cross functional collaboration in particular yeah absolutely and do you think that cross functionality has been embraced well uh throughout the rest of the teams is that something new that they've enjoyed as well yes so uh, i think you know as with any kind of change management you might uh, face a, a little bit of resistance at least initially but i think the the more people understand kind of the value of uh, of of kind of you know of how this process works and uh, like i mentioned specifically the visibility into how they're impacting the the overall company objectives uh, i think i think then you know I, i think then it 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 works a lot better in terms of aligning uh, folks on on kind of the cross functional dependencies Koan is a purpose-built solution for managing your OKRs. Helps your team achieve their objectives and key results, helps them get aligned, and it helps them stay engaged. Shared spreadsheets simply don't scale when you're using OKRs properly, and you're not going to have a maximum impact with them. But with Koan, you can scale your OKRs right across your entire company, keeping your team super motivated and moving everybody in the right direction. Roger, what's one of your favorite features about Koan? So the thing that I really love about Koan and have done ever since uh, I first saw it was how it really puts the conversation around OKRs at the heart of the system and it really helps stimulate that which obviously brings really good collaboration. You know, they've got this uh, reflections feature which uh, helps uh, individuals really prepare for the the team conversation which is going to come up where the collaboration is going to take place so I, 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 that would definitely be the thing for me which is the the killer feature of the system so as i mentioned at the kind of outset of the call um and and we've not really talked about yet we we were going to jump into okrs in this kind of socially disconnected world that we found ourselves in um currently because uh, i know again you mentioned on the research call that OKRs have really come into force for you as part of your strategy since COVID and lockdown and working from home and all the rest of it. 
um, and have helped you to survive and thrive in this new normal, as it's being termed. Um, can you just give us a little bit more detail on how you've gone about that and why OKRs have played such a big part? Yeah, uh, it's it's you know it's, it's obviously been challenging for all of us, right? The I think the last few months, and uh, COVID has obviously had an impact across businesses, and our company was no different. It it was probably back in March this year when COVID started seeing significant impact in India, and the country went into the first of you know sort of many lockdowns, mm. and you know hence forcing employees to work from home, and and just like many other businesses we had concerns as well. Uh, how would this sort of remote working style work out? How do we communicate priorities and align everyone to it? How do we get teams to collaborate, et cetera, right? And, and just the thought of, uh, you know, people not meeting in person to agree on a lot of key decisions was quite scary for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we started our OKR process, uh, I, I would say a couple of weeks uh, after the lockdown started, thankfully for us, and and I would say this has definitely helped address a lot of these concerns. And and just to explain, I think you know, despite being socially disconnected in a sense, there has still been strong alignment on what is important for us to achieve as a team. Possibly, you know, stronger than ever before, which I would attribute to uh, to OKRs. And and there are also feature-rich OKR tools available in the market today that are that are actually very helpful in a remote context uh, you know we use we use a tool called 10x goals at capillary which which provides great visibility into all okrs enables mm. weekly check-ins and calls out any risks as well fairly clearly hence you know there is no place to hide really once you have everything well defined on the tool right so yeah so i, I guess overall okrs have definitely been a, a big part of our strategy and i'm thankful for it uh, you know in sort of the socially disconnected world that we're living mm. in today yeah, because it, it's not just the goals being inside the system, like you say, is it? It's that it's harder for people, I think, you know, who aren't used to working from home to be thrust into that position and, and suddenly have to do it. But I'd say what OKRs provide is that kind of ability for people still to know what they need to focus on. You know, they don't need to be told at the beginning of their day by their manager or their team leader, um, this is the priority for today because they can log into that system, they can see the OKRs, remind themselves of where they're up to it and, and kind of just get on with the job, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. And, uh, and and I think that's that's where, uh, obviously, you know, the tool just by itself is not going to help, right? You need to have a strong enough OKR process firstly to run. And the, the tool really is just a, a supplement to the process that, that kind of provides the required visibility. I completely agree. Yeah, the tool is not a silver bullet. That's not what's going to make it work. You still have to have the alignment and the culture and, and a really successful and well-implemented OKR framework for it to be able to work remotely. But I think OKRs really have come into their prime for businesses that are working remotely. Um, those that I speak to seem to be doing much more successfully in lockdown um, with OKRs and those companies that I speak to that don't have them. Uh, and I've been speaking to a lot of prospective clients recently who um, are now starting to look into OKRs in the realization that they need something to help focus and align their staff um, whilst working from home in this kind of new flexible world that we're going to move towards pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, and and I, you know, I think there's a... 
there's a silver lining i guess to every situation even if it's something as catastrophic as a pandemic right yeah. so yeah 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 i i i completely agree it's going to be really interesting to see how the world shapes up over the next couple of years um so i believe that the start of the pandemic then whilst we're on that subject fell at the end of a financial year for you and curry um so when you looked at your 12-month objectives you know what were the key changes that you decided to make really you know with everything that was going on in mind yeah so i think like i just mentioned you know even though uh even though i think the situation itself back then was challenging i i guess there's there's always a silver lining and and like most other businesses right like by with most other businesses the pandemic has forced us to redefine ourselves hence uh, you know over the last 8 months we have had to take some uh, difficult uh, decisions internally we've had to revisit the company strategy as well as refresh our, our business design and uh, you know as a result we feel very positive about the direction we are headed in now and uh, you know okrs has helped provide visibility into these new initiatives and priorities this year and really kind of bring about that quick alignment that you want across the org right uh, considering that you've had uh, changing priorities mm. so uh, so i think that's 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 definitely something that's uh, that's helped and the other thing is i think the new normal with teams working remotely also means that employee engagement has become an important okr for us this year incidentally yeah. so we've constantly tried to ensure there is regular communication to employees on several aspects we we in fact were doing like weekly company all hands up until recently and we just kind of shifted that to a, a fortnightly kind of cadence now mm-hmm. and uh, we've been experimenting with different kinds of employee engagement initiatives so so i'd say in summary there there have been changes to our our 12 month objectives but uh, i think it's it's definitely been for the better for us yeah and you know i just i was just reflecting there as you were saying that isn't it nice so to be able to have the tool like okrs to be able to bring something as abstract as employee engagement into it and be able to put a real laser sharp focus on it cuz i'm sure that there's a lot of organizations out there now who um are really worried about employee engagement but don't have any way of making that a real focus for the company for the coming year or any way to start to measure whether they're improving it or not yeah absolutely i think i think it's a it's become a fairly real problem to solve now for companies mm. and especially i think with work from home extending for as long as it has uh, you know I, i think just the also the issue of uh, you know employee burnout and those blurred lines between i think you know work and life right so yeah. uh, so so yeah i i definitely think employee engagement is a priority and it 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 helps putting it down on on basically like putting it down on paper as an okr that you need to solve mm. Mm. yeah 100% um so have you kind of had any feedback from your employees whether they found okrs useful to have whilst being in this remote working situation Yeah so i i think generally the the sentiment around this has been positive and and i feel very positive as well about the way that we've been able to use okrs this year uh and we've been a- able to effectively use okrs uh, despite the pandemic right not because of it yeah. and hence irrespective of whether i think we work remotely or in an office setting 
I'm sure our employees and our team will continue to value the importance of having having it as a process. And uh, li- like I said earlier, I think uh, we have some way to go as a company. Uh, there's there's obviously scope for improvement, but OKRs are definitely here to stay for us. And I think uh, the employees would kind of echo that sentiment. Good, glad to hear it. Um, and you think they'll remain as valuable if you return to the office? Uh, I, I would. Definitely like to believe so. I, I think, you know, I, I would like to think the challenging part has, has been kind of uh, executing this during the, uh, you know, this, this kind of remote working environment. So uh, I'm hoping it, it actually becomes kind of ingrained as, as part of our, uh, you know, our DNA uh, yeah. once we yeah, return to office. Yes. I think, I think that's a really important part of what you say there is that actually... I've spoken to companies, and you were starting to mention it then about the, the check-ins and things, who have started to form really great habits whilst working remotely, um, really good routines and, and, and working practices around OKRs. And I guess the one alarm or caution that I would put out to people listening to this um, is don't let those slip. You know, If you've built those up so that they're really working well now, um, don't stop them just because you're back in the office. Um, you know, all those tiny little nuances that you're doing, uh, more meetings, more check-ins, more just giving people a call and seeing how they are. Um, you know, that doesn't have to end when you're back in the office because I imagine what you'll have as well is people wanting to move to a mix of of flexi working where some people be working from home some of the time, some maybe all of the time. Um, so it's important that you kind of reflect on those habits that you've built up and and try to keep the ones that have worked well for you, whether it's it's remote or office based. That, that, that's right. I think that's a it's a very valid, uh, you know, kind of comment that you made. Mm. It's, it's very important for companies to keep that in mind. Yes, absolutely. Um, cool. So we're kind of coming to the the end of the podcast now, really. And as all my listeners will expect by now, um, the the last thing I'm going to ask you, Raku, if you don't mind, is just giving one piece of advice really to a company or business leader that's about to set sail on their OKR journey? Just do it. <laughs> I yeah. think, yeah, there, I think there's no one, you know, right way to start the journey. If, if you ask me, it, it is a continuous learning process and mm-hmm. you will only get better with it as you practice it more. Right. The, uh, the only few things I would kind of recommend that companies keep in mind as as they start their OKR journey is one ensure you have you know really strong founder and leadership buy-in uh, on OKRs. Yeah. Uh, show the, show them the value that it can bring to teams, right? And uh, you know, so as part of this, you will have to answer the question of what is in it for me. And uh, if you can answer that question effectively, this ensures you have a stronger buy-in to the process hmm. than you you kind of trying to enforce it on 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 people right so that's that's number one number two uh, ensure you have an owner or a champion internally who can you know drive the process effectively for you and uh, the the last one like i mentioned earlier is uh, you know there are several good tools available in the market that give you this wonderful ability to track your okrs yeah. well and and run effective weekly check-ins and and these tools are usually a lot more useful than using spreadsheets for tracking for, for so many reasons Hundred percent. Yeah. So I would recommend finding a, a good tool as well to supplement the the OKR process. Uh, but but yeah, j- in summary, just do it. Start your OKR journey today and and have fun with the process. 
yeah, really, really important points. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought them all up. And I'm sure Coan, who sponsored the podcast, will be very glad you brought up the last one around systems as well, um, being yeah. an OKR system themselves. Um, but I think that there's some really nice key messages and particularly about the OKR um, role modeling and OKR buy-in. It's so important. Um, you know, make sure you've got that established before you start trying to roll OKRs out throughout the organization. Um, otherwise, you you really are on a hide into nothing. Um, but Raku, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's Friday evening where you are, so I'll let you um, get off and enjoy your weekend. It's, it's been a pleasure, Lawrence. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed it. And, and I'm sure our listeners will have taken a lot from it. Um, fantastic to have a guest on from India. And I'm sure we'll start to get more on. Um, you know, if you are working out in India, listening to the podcast, please do drop me an email, lawrence at therebegiants.com. It would be great to hear from you uh, and, and hear about your experiences of OKRs out, out in that part of the world as well. Um, but until next time, I think this may well even actually be our last podcast until um, Christmas and the New Year. So if it is, have a great uh, Christmas and holidays and have a great New Year, guys. Um, and, and I'll speak to you again come January. Um, so stay safe. Speak to you later. Bye.